Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for the week of, where are we? What world is this? October 24th, 2022, alongside Hunter Pulaski and Peter Garver. I'm alongside Hunter Pulaski in Petoskey. I am Peter Garver in Chicago. Will the real Peter Garver please stand up? He's sleeping somewhere in his dreams. This is going well. We are presented by Reed Furniture. In downtown Petoskey, whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. At least for now, we're presented by Reed Furniture in downtown. Uh, we're gonna figure out tomorrow. <laughs> we're gonna figure out tomorrow <laughs> if we, when you're listening to this, we'll know if we have if we are. That might be going sponsored, away. Uh, again, uh, in this week's episode, brief episode, MHSAA golf is over. Girls golf, as we went through those results, we do have no high school results to touch on. We have very little college to touch on. We do have news out of Corn Ferry Tour. Qualifying school, two Michigan guys get through the second stage. Uh, we'll tell you about Zach Robbins and Willie Mack's performance. Speaking of Willie Mack, he's in the field for the Butterfield Bermuda Championship on beautiful Bermuda Island in the North Atlantic Ocean this week by virtue of his win in the APGA Butterfield Bermuda Championship. So we'll tell you what the uh, odds makers have to say about Willie Mack this week at the Butterfield uh, Bermuda. Live Golf is in Miami at Doral. I'm going to force Hunter to say something about that, even though he says he's, he claims he's not prepared. Um, <laughs> as I'm, as and I'm then currently we'll get a reading full about pre- it. <laughs> <laughs> we will get out. a full if you can imagine this i will give you a full despite not being able to do really anything lately i still found time to do research for the butterfield bermuda championship so we will do a full exhaustive betting preview for the butterfield bermuda because i know that is the content that you guys really <clears throat> care about and want but first I think Hunter wants to gripe. A quick look back at the CJ Cup in South Carolina. Basically, what I told you would happen did happen. Rory McIlroy wins in a great field, great leaderboard, great event. Rory's the best, continues to be the best. Just like I said, I almost hit my 28 to 1 winner, first round leader, and eventual winner. Alas, I did not. I did not back Rory at six and a half to one. So I have nothing to brag. I have nothing to show for my for my prognostication. But uh, Rory Hunter still good at golf. Yeah, he is still good at golf. Um, Getting better. Yeah, there's some of like, some of these stats. I guess it's kind of weird that you said that because I was almost. Now I feel like it's almost like a running joke of, of what I do in the show. But how many wins, how many, um, where do you think Rory is as far as as wins go on the PGA Tour? 23. You're, okay. Well, you're, you're 23rd on the PGA, as far as number of wins on the PGA Tour. He is 23rd. You must have looked that up. You're quick on the Google machine this morning. Uh so I guess my point being, I'm like I'm. I was a little shocked when I saw that. I just follow the same people on Twitter. Actually, I didn't. See, I, I didn't see it on Twitter. I saw it. I went above and beyond Twitter to this week, Peter. I went to. Point. Oh, you went beyond. <laughs> there's a world beyond Twitter. Indeed, there is. Do tell. Yeah, 
Um, so I guess I was surprised. I was, I, I really was. I was, I was thinking more in like the, he would be, I don't, I'm not sure if I was surprised at where he was in that list or if I'm surprised or more surprised, like thinking about like 10 years ago, where would you have had Rory on this list? Do you think you would have had him at 23rd at this point in his career? Like we can talk about how good he is. He is really good. But do you think he would have been lower looking if we could have hindsight 2020 it back when? He- yeah. I mean, we all thought he was going to win more for sure. I mean, we all thought we we've all long said that he's he's a he's a underachiever. In the same way that we say those kinds of things about DJ, who's probably way ahead of Rory on that list. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where he is exactly, but he's got. I imagine he's he's, he's won 20. every he's won every year he's been on the tour, which is getting close to to twenty now, not twenty. Yeah. Well, he's finished now, but yeah, well maybe he's in Miami partying it up with Trump. This yeah. week, yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. I don't know if Trump's there, and of course he's there. Well, oh, see now you know you're acting like you don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea, but I imagine he has to be there if he's hosting and he's. Oh yeah, he's playing. This is, he's, he's, this is like his highlight of his life. He's playing right playing now. in the pro am. Yeah, surely okay. going to shoot under par. Yeah, Just approaching Kim Jong Un territory. <laughs> Trump's golf game here. Remember he shot an 18 or something? Yeah. The world's first 18, hole in one on every hole. Yeah, I mean. Only he and David Portnoy have your, ever your done score is only <laughs> Your score is only as good as your scorekeeper. And if his scorekeeper wasn't good, he wasn't going to be a scorekeeper next round. So it's probably a good thing he gave an 18. Uh, um, yeah. All right, uh, any... <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to, I didn't, so my, my gripe, you start, you kind of like set me up to, to, um, to whine and moan for a little bit there. I, I don't know how much longer, I think like two things have to happen. If, if we're going to have, if we're not going to have at least like featured group or, or main coverage during the fall series, then they can't have top players there. Like they can't, they, they need to figure I'm I'm okay with with three hours of coverage when it's with all due respect to the Bermuda Championship when it's Bermuda I could I really could care like three hours is great on the Golf Channel that's just enough of a, but when it's when it is fifteen out of twenty top yeah. top players in the world I need more coverage I don't well I need more coverage of the of the Butterfield so I certainly need more coverage of the CJ Cup yeah I mean they're they're they are there's I don't know how you can defend what they're doing. I'm not saying it's Bro, realistic. With the broadcasts. Yeah, it's really, and I knew this was going to happen, but Immelman's not very good. That didn't take long. Oh, see, I, I haven't I haven't even gotten close to that yet, I don't think. Well, I, he's exactly what we expected him to be, I guess, which is just, I don't know. Yeah, I, really, I don't know. There's just not a lot there. Yeah, I, and I could, that's a tough job. I really think in I feel like we we've complained about it, announcers plenty of times but it is a sport that's just would be very hard to call compared to a sport that something is is going on different things are going on very whereas golf it's more times like you're seeing you'll see like four or five tee shots thrown it's like how much can you talk about certain tee shots 
I guess so. Where I mean, where we have to go. I think you can. I get it. You got to fit it into small spaces, but I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I, 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 we'll we'll see how good you can do it when when it's Phil's job, which it eventually will be. It will take some time, but so I, I really, really hope that happens because that would be so good for golf, and he's so good at it. Are you talking about Phil Mickelson? Yeah. Calling PGA Tour events? There's no doubt in my mind that he will at some point do that. Yeah, for CBS or NBC. Okay. I'm going to hold you, I'm gonna hold your feet to your fire on that one. We'll yeah. See, we'll see. So I, so, I don't think there's no way there's, there's going to be a reconciliation of some sort at some point. Maybe. Why wouldn't that? Like the PGA Tour stands to benefit much more by bringing Phil in as a broadcaster than they do by trying to keep him over and associated with live. And I think Phil likes money and fame. So I think they can, they will definitely work out a deal at some point. Well, I guess we'll see. So I, my, 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 the moral of the story is I don't, I don't need to have it on TV for like the entire nine hours that it's, it is being like, like with TV coverage, like but, live golf, which is only five hours. But but I, but I mean yeah. yeah. So I, I, that's I, that's they've done the right thing by putting the entire. Granted, they have to shotgun start it. But I I haven't watched, but I am. I, it doesn't. It's just. And I don't. I don't want to. Easy to figure out that that's better. Yes. Yeah. Than having. No coverage or or limited coverage. And I guess I'm trying to squash the, well, every other sport is on TV from start to finish argument. Because I know it's not really realistic to have coverage from the second they tee off in the the morning until the last group finishes for all golf events. But I, I do think it is possible for cameramen to be out there and showing shot even there's no announcers but if you're paying you just have the people back in the studio talking over the playing like early highlights from the golf course yeah and you're playing um or if you're paying for like espn plus for up upgraded golf i guess i'd like to have upgraded golf rather yeah. especially and i don't think we'd be i don't think i'd be having saying this right now if it wasn't the cj cup so it's like i'm okay with them doing this but they just, it's tough when it's it's tough when it's John Rahm and Roy, Roy McIlroy playing some really good golf and you just can't watch it and that leaderboard was amazing yeah I'm glad that Congaree produced in that regard I was worried that there might be a little wackiness there but yeah how about uh, always fun when Rory plays well and when Rory and Rahm are playing well in the same event it's awesome so are we got we got to start taking KH Lee seriously I think here at some point. Dude, Cage Lee's unbelievable. I was, can I tell you who my my first round leader bets last week were unbelievable bets for the week long? Kitayama, KH Lee, Tom Hoagie. I believe those guys all finished in the top ten. Kitayama and and KH Lee, I know, finished in the top five. Hoagie was top thirteen. T thirteenth. And Cam Davis, my only really, and I, he was the only one I bet outright, and he finished, the, he had the worst finish of those four. 
The only guy I really backed that didn't play well this week was JT Post, and I still found a way to not be profitable despite seeing the field <clears throat> really clearly last week. And yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but it didn't get much attention at the President's Cup when Adam Scott, I'm on the cage, I'm on the cage, I've been on the cage, Leach Crane. But Adam Scott said that he was the horse of their President's Cup team. Now, you can make jokes about the strength of that team, but if K.H. Lee is their best player, he's a lot better than the numbers, than the casinos think he is. So we got to get, we got to start backing this guy a little more, you know, well, for me in the right ways, but he's, if he's that good, he was, went off at 75 to one this week, I think. Wow. Crazy. And Kitayama was behind that, but. Still well, Rory the, I still think, like, I think Kitayama might be the most disrespected golfer by the books. Like, even even after those where he had those decent finishes last year, he was still getting numbers well above 100. Yeah, and he got a second in the Scottish Open, right? Yeah. That's a great field. That reminds you of that's like a CJ Cup type. Like, everyone's there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the world's top players, and he's still popping. Yeah, I agree. He's going to... He's going to win this year. Hopefully we can time that one up right, and I won't be surprised to see Cage Lee. Like, Cage Lee's going to be a decent bet in potentially a couple major championships this year. Especially yeah. if we get a sh- on a shorter course, maybe like an open championship. I don't know what he did last year, but guy's a stick. Yeah, Taylor Montgomery continues to just bulldoze his way through the fall series. I think he finished tied with Hoagie. He's really good. He shot like nine under on Saturday. Crazy. Or maybe it was Sunday even. <clears throat> Not too bad. But I don't really Um, have... all right, let's can we touch on these Q school results? Yeah, fire away. I don't really have any I think it sounds like you have uh So this is from Plantation. Because I don't think any of our any of our Michigan guys we were sort of updating this as we as we went through. Um talked about a few guys, talked about Steven Cuzzert, who's lives in Naples now, he's from Grozeal. <clears throat> he finished one over, tied for 65th. Talked about Bryce Emery a little bit. He's from down here in the Chicago area, Aurora Country Club. Uh, had a tough final round, finished tied for 61st. But uh, mainly the two guys I want to talk about, Willie Mack uh, holds on, shoots a fourth round, two under 69 to shoot 13 under and get in on the number. So Willie Mack III from Flint, who I mentioned earlier, is in the field for the Butterfield Bermuda this week by virtue of his win in the APGA Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Um, Has gotten conditional status on the Corn Ferry Tour and is in the final stage of Corn Ferry Tour qualifying school, which is uh, really exciting, as is... Zach Robbins from Grand Rapids, who played his college golf at Cleveland State with a final round six under 65 to get in on the number. Zach goes out in 31 with five birdies and a bogey and then birdies two of his last three holes to advance on the number. So congrats to Zach Robbins and Willie Mack third, both from Michigan, who will be in the third and final stage of qualifying school. Um, 
and representing the state of Michigan. By the way, Julian Etulane and Curtis Luck tied for medalist honors at 19 under par. Two very good players who have both been on the PGA Tour previously. And congrats to Dalton Ward from St. Simons. He gets through as well, tied for third. So all those guys get the conditional status, which isn't much on the Corn Ferry Tour, but um, they're in for third stage, and that's when you can really change your life big time. So congrats and a great final round there from Zach Robbins from Grand Rapids as he continues to uh, pursue his dream of playing professional golf. Yeah, so I'm glad you. I'm glad we are talking about this because I forgot to. You you never. The two kids is really getting to Peter because I texted him about this. He didn't respond about the. Did you see the updated of the fire pit collective story? Oh, this is about the disqualification. Yeah. The Gavin Hall. Yes. No, can you update us, please? It's been updated, and I'm I'm actually a little, I'm a little frustrated with with uh, Ryan at Monday Q for even like because you were, you went all in on the caddy. Last last episode of the Great Lakes Golf Podcast here on, uh, I did. You were not happy with, with the cat. With, Are, with the have you changed your tune? With the circumstances that I was I was provided with, yes, I was not thrilled with the caddy. However, I have I believe I have changed <laughs> my tune. Uh, I, and, and cue I just, the cue the flip flop the dolphin music. Yeah, so if you get, I mean, I will. I'm going to do a very quick recap. Uh, Gavin Hall uh, played at Texas. Hit his ball, uh, par four, more on the left side. He hit his ball, what the group thought was in the water. So he re-teed from the tee box rather than going up and, and dropping. They get up there. His first ball is actually still in play. So he plays that one, essentially playing a wrong ball. They go on with the round. He ends up shooting six under in the first round of second stage of Q school. And then an hour and a half later, according to the story, uh, the caddy from the group calls in this rules violation because you're obviously not allowed to to hit a provisional from on a hazard. Fast forward to like a day later. That's what frustrates me the most is like just just you just <laughs> wait wait for both sides of the story. And maybe this is like maybe this is just me not knowing enough about journalism. But I feel like you at least like have to give that guy a chance to respond. But I guess I've seen it all the time where there isn't a response, so I'm not sure how. So to... what happened? I'm I'm so on the edge of my seat. Update: A player and the caddy in question say the player did in fact bring this up to Hall while walking to the green. A player asked, "Are you sure you can play that?" So not like straightforward, uh... not straightforward saying. You can't do that. But, you don't play that. But definitely giving him the chance to. He didn't say that's, don't. Yeah, dude, don't play that. He said like, are you sure? Pretty you, good though. Are that's you sure you though. can that's play? Exactly that. what we were saying is a playing competitor. You would be like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, are you sure you can hit that? Like I told that story about not knowing that you could play a provisional up to your original ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember. I remember you said those exact words. So another update. Yeah, literally stop the guy in his backswing. Like whoa. whoa, whoa. Yeah. You're about to take a two-stroke penalty. Are you sure you can hit that? I mean, ultimately, it's his decision. Yeah. Okay, so that certainly. So according to there. a player. So Gavin Hall just goofed this up. I, it sure sounds like it. So according to a player in the group, Hall called for a rules official on the seventh green for a different violation, but he did not, but he didn't call a rules official on number six. This is where the hole that everything happened on. 
The caddy in question said he did say something to a playing group on 18 prior to going into scoring, but nothing was said in the scoring. The player and caddy then went to practice for a few hours, went home to check the rules. Then the caddy made the call to the rules official. So, still bush league. Yeah. Yes. I'm, it's, not, it's not a. I'm not, I'm not doing a complete. Penalties on people after the fact. If you want to call a penalty on somebody, man up and say something in the tent or on the hole. Hey, dude, I think that's a rules violation. Be a man. Yes. So I, I have not done a full 180. I've done like a, um, like 100. I'm turning. You know, like, 120. Meh, like one ten. Two thirds of the way turned around. One one tenish. I I I I think the caddy did his job. It's just, By it's his a player, maybe. He did his job to say something in the moment. It's just if if there is not like but also this is your this is your twenty twenty two. You can look that up on your phone in like two seconds. So like him have to like use the excuse he had to, he had to go home and look up the rule. Like you can you can find that rule so fast. Yeah, yeah, no, I find that to be Bush League. By the way, do we know this gentleman's name, and did he advance? <laughs> I don't know his name, no. No, they've kept that. Uh, but <laughs> funny, I mean, it was a little bit of connection <laughs> because uh, I saw Michigan's Michigan boys golf coach was, go- <laughs> was going in on Ryan on Twitter for, for essentially, like, fleecing this caddy without having the full story, and then... Like that first tweet got so much traction, and then like Ryan had like a small little reply, like saying, "Actually, the story's been corrected a little bit," and that caddy's name is tarnished a little bit now. I guess my point yeah, is, my point is, if, if yeah, your yeah. if your player is behind Gavin Hall, as as, <laughs> as shitty as it is, like that's one less guy to worry about. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a complicated moral and ethical question, I yes. think. I wish you would have just... And an interesting one. And about one more thing before we close out the discussions around plantation and second stage of Q school, I just want to say, I missed this at first glance, but Jack McGuire shot a 10 under par 61 to get his card, or to get his conditional status on Corn Ferry in advance to the second, second stage in the final round. Ten hundred sixty-one from Saint Petersburg, Florida. That's pretty good. Thirty thirty-one. He made a bogey. Wow. He made a bogey. That's how good these folks are. But how? That's how but good how, these guys what are. Tees, what tees that's unfreaking believable. No, that's pretty good. Unbelievable. And Cyril Bunwa from Willow Park, Texas. Congratulations to you two. You got it on the number. Shooting a final round, 63. Well, you can get past in the blink of an eye uh, playing in these. Man, is this a tough way to earn a living. (laughs) I mean, you can, (laughs) I think you can literally take my, my, like the three lowest scores I've ever shot. I'm not sure at my home course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I'm getting, I'm getting through Q school. (laughs) <laughs> let alone on like a 7,000 yard golf course with your career on the line. You got <laughs> Mickey DeMora, Eric Compton, Ben Silverman, uh, Ryan Ruffles, Andres Romero, Martin Contini, 
These are all names of guys who didn't make it. That's the second stage leaderboard. Like, here's a here's an interesting ethical and moral question. Toss up, which is going to be the tougher tournament to win, the Butterfield Bermuda or third stage of qualifying school? <laughs> which one pays more? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, Butterfield's up to it's not an alternate field because of the HSBC is gone. Yeah, that's true. We're up to six and a half milli here. Oh wow! It's full five hundred points for the winner. This is a big deal. Should um, we get into it? Yeah, let's uh, let's hop right into it. That was, that was a, 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 a crazy little segue that he didn't even let me answer the question. You're like, let's get into it. Yeah, let's uh, go. I gotta get my baby's probably gonna wake up any minute. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for the guest episode from one of the kids. This this course is so short. It's par 71, 6,800 yards. We are on the beautiful island of Bermuda this week in the North Atlantic. So suffice it to say there's no home course advantage. I know not of any players from Bermuda who are in contention to win this week. Um, but probably a lot of wives in attendance. Probably a few guys just maybe having a family vacation this week starting to get cold in some of these other areas of the country. This is a nice relaxing stop for the uh for the PGA tour this week. Not a great field though. Not a great field. Um not sure if you've looked at the odds board, Hunter, <clears throat> as um as much as I have, but you will well, not well, often well, see certainly, these guys. certainly not as much as you have. <laughs> you will not see these names at the top of an odds board very often. The betting favorite this week, guys, is Denny McCarthy at wow. 14 to 1. He's just ahead of Thomas Detry at 18 to 1 and a host of others. What happened who... to Nick Hardy? Nick Hardy's 35. I thought you said he was, oh, he was leading uh, the power. He's Rob, yes, if you yes, were Rob yes. Bolton, you probably took that 35 to 1 because yeah, Rob Bolton it. at pjtour.com made Nick Hardy his number one player in the power rankings this week, which, you know what? It's hard naming a number one this week. So whatever your gut tells you, I think is I think is is fine. Uh, what else is notable? This is a resort course. It's a Robert Trent Jones. Um Kind of a typical resort course um, in the sense that like it's seaside, so it can get windy. Um, it has gotten windy two out of the three previous years here, including last year when Herbert beat Patrick Reed and the winning score was only 15 under. Uh, when Brian Gay won the year before, it was also 15 under. But when Brendan Todd won in the first iteration, he was minus 24. One by four shots, but so there's a bit of a range here in terms of what kind of, what kind of a winning score we can get, and that's based on weather and wind. Um, so I think that's something that you may want to take into consideration, like if you're playing DraftKings and you have Fantasy National, put the wind filter on Fantasy National and then stack good wind players. If it gets windy, that lineup could smash. Um, and then play birdie makers and good putters. Because if it's calm, it's just going to be a like more of a putting contest type of uh, tournament, like it was in the first year when Brendan Todd won. Um, I guess maybe like a slight advantage to Florida guys or like 
some of the Central America, North, South, South America crowd, maybe like the Colombians. I don't know. I, I don't. We're just it's just resort golf in the middle of the ocean. So uh, who's ever hitting their irons good and, and putting it well. Definitely friendlier to old guys. Because of the shortness, 6,800 yards. But I do think it's noteworthy that some of the lowest rounds ever shot on this course, Pendrith set the course record here last year, are, are by bombers. And Herbert is definitely in the, he's long off the tee. He's in the bombing sort of category. So provided you can keep it straight and out of the crap, hitting it long off the tee here can be uh, an advantage. Otherwise, we're talking about the Butterfield Bermuda. I think you're just looking for good players who are motivated to win. Uh, if you look at Brennan Todd, Brian Gay, Lucas Herbert, you're looking at either guys who are trying to sort of resurrect their career, break long streaks of not winning, which both Todd and Gay did, or you're a, you're a younger guy trying to break through, like Herbert got his first PGA Tour win here and went on to have a great season. So maybe one of the one of the, a guy that fits one of those two profiles is is uh more attractive here but that's kind of the uh the outlook here for the uh for the Butterfield Bermuda any body that you've been you've been you've had some good beats on some of these events lately too you've called this little Taylor Montgomery run you anybody on this odds board catching your eye, Hunter? Uh, the only thing I mean, like just like just how my my stupid brain works. But I I, I think of wind, and I just think of European players instantly. So I mean, I think I like, I actually like Aaron Rye a lot. Um, I think he strikes the ball to oblivion, and I think that's just when it's windy. You obviously like guys that can hit the ball well. So that's I don't know what his. So I was just looking. So one, he's 30, 30 to one to win, plus three twenty to top ten. He's plus one fifty to top twenty. I think he's a good play. And then um staying on that European trend, I don't mind. I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet him. The Tom, I like Thomas Detry just because of how well he's playing. I mean he's on a little hot streak now. He's from Belgium, so I would imagine he can play in a little bit of wind, probably can strike it well. And he has a little bit of history here, T twenty second last year, but his odds are just a little too low for my liking. Um, I'm not sure if you mentioned eighteen him. to one on draft, eighteen to one on draft kings. He is uh, plus one fifty to top twenty and plus three twenty to top ten, well, which is the same same number as Aaron Rye. So maybe a little bit of value there. Well, hop over to FanDuel because he's twenty six to one to win. On FanDuel, um, that's much softer. Yeah. One more name, and I, I feel like have you maybe you have mentioned him. And I just was not paying attention. Um, Adam Shank's on a little bit of a hot streak. Oh, sh- Shank! Here we go. Yeah. So, so uh, you got a case of the Shanks too, huh? <laughs> we're gonna find out. T twelfth at Summerlin. T sixteenth at uh, Narashino. Uh, last two starts and a T26, the only prior appearance. So obviously nothing spectacular, but that's what I saw. I think he was at 37 to one. 
Grayson Sig too is also playing a decent, some decent golf after being married. We got the little marriage uh, bump going on. The marriage boost. Yeah. Forty-five to one for Shank on DraftKings, which I still have not been able to click yet, and I'm a Shank guy. So it's interesting to hear you bring him up. I don't know if that's it's plus four hundred to top ten. That could almost be a detriment to your to your decision more than like I don't, I'm not sure if you you hearing me saying something does that much does that help your decision or hurt it? Just complicates it because yes. I have to ask myself that very question. Um. Well, I like I like Grayson's sake. I think he's playing well enough to win here and he seems to fit that profile like he's really a steady eddie mm-hmm. um i don't know if he can make quite enough birdies quite enough putts if this gets into the minus if peter's internet cuts right now we're, he's not getting back on we're just gonna stop the show so be, be prepared for that uh do you want to do that i told the, i already told the listeners that <laughs> that if if you're in the process of cutting out then we're not getting back on can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. Do I have internet? Do I have internet? Okay, real quick. <laughs> I heard what you said, and I appreciated that. I thought that was great, but I, I, I have rejoined. Let the record show. And it's because I want to tell you all that if you're really as crazy as me, here's some here's some picks. <laughs> Brian Gay to top 40 plus 160. Okay? He's one here, and he has like a third or a fifth or something. Crazy. Horse for course to the ultimate. Plus 160 to top 40, the Butterfield. Okay? Might not hit, but I love it. Another guy plus 160 to top 40. This guy's going to start playing well sooner than later. I think this course should fit him great. You're not going to fire him up many times this year. He's also plus 160 to top 40. His his name is Nico Echeverria. Play him plus one sixty to top forty. Nico Echeverria. <laughs> and my favorite play of the week, folks. Write that down. Write that down. Chad Ramey. I have the the man from Mississippi. I have bet him to top twenty plus four hundred. Uh to top ten plus nine hundred to top five twenty to one and to win one hundred thirty to one. He won the Corrales Punticana. This is a very similar field golf course. He was tied for 17th in what I believe was his only previous appearance here last year. I'm not saying Chad Ramey is going to win. I'm saying Chad Ramey at those numbers was the best value I could find of the deep shots along with Brian Gay. Uh, This week, one other guy I'm considering. You'll notice he's my that's my only outright bet. I've mentioned I like Grayson Sig. We talked a little bit about Nick Hardy. I don't think I can get there on Nick Hardy. I don't know how to bet the top of this board, really, but I do like Seamus Power. I feel like this is a good course for Seamus Power. You mentioned the European thing, the wind. He's played here before. He looks to me, like as I look at the top of this board, he looks like the best player here. And so if the best player is going to win this week, I think it's going to be Seamus Power. 25 to 1 is decent value. At the top of the board, I do like your Aaron Rye pick as well. Um, but that's kind of where I'm, where I'm leaning here. Uh, really, an interesting, interesting week trying to uh, trying to handicap this bad boy. Well, should we? Um, 
Should we do a sandwich bet on um, 21 and a half for the Michigan Mission State game? 22? 23? Where's the game? Uh, your place. Do I have to take Michigan? <laughs> you are such- I can see you guys <laughs> covering. We play so badly against you. You're ter- oh. you guys are terrible. What is he doing this year? I don't know. I think um I But this I, is exactly the kind of game that you would play well in and it would be like a come down to a last second field goal. Yeah. Defying I, everything we know about the college football season so far this year. I think when they when they're um doing uh Blake Corum's Heisman um video, there's gonna be like twenty five plays from this game. <laughs> <laughs> That bad against the run? I mean, they're just that bad. <laughs> well, we I, will I literally not. hand it off. We will literally hand it off on every play until you stop it, because I think that's what. Our... Well, good, because that I mean that will at least we'll know what's going to happen. Then. And that's the show. 